On today's episode, we are talking Dynasty Redraft, aka Dynasty Rookie Draft. We're going to talk about uh, the rookie picks, how they should be valued. Maybe rookie picks are overvalued, question mark. Uh, and we're also going to look at uh, some of the strategies you can be using in your rookie draft. So it should be an interesting conversation. I am Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. What's up? And Simon Denny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's get into it. We're going to start this week how we start every week on this show, and we're going to get into some trade scenarios, and Nathan's already laughing. <laughs> trade time. <laughs> sorry. Explain the laugh, Nathan. <sighs> you guys are just being dumb. Yeah. I know. Wow. I'm sorry. It was really funny. I'm we lost. Just making... Uh, Avery made an obnoxious noise before we started recording, and it was really funny. Huh. All right. Anyways. Let's get right. into stuff that actually matters. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of trades. I will say, right off the bat here, it has been it's been ridiculous an interesting week oh, of trading crazy week um so insanity for those of you who don't know uh just a little bit of context before we get into some of these uh in our first dynasty domain league the first ever shout out those guys the greatest nine league mates we've ever had they're great we love you guys yeah um i drafted the a nine yeah the, the nine. nine. Oh my god we love you guys. Yes, we do. You guys are the goats. Um, we did a draft, a startup draft, just about two, two and a half weeks ago, and I drafted a productive struggle team in that league. Uh, I drafted Trevor Lawrence. I traded back quite a bit. I drafted Justin Jefferson. And outside of that, I drafted some, you know, impending free agents that I thought I could flip. The 101, I had, I had the 103. A, the 101 through the 103, I drafted a bunch of picks. So I really, like, I didn't really have a roster, so... Yeah, we ranked you dead last. We ranked me last in our in our league rankings that we did for that group of people. Um, this week kind of changed that, and Big we're time. we're gonna start with um, the most notorious of the moves that I was able to make this week. Uh, so Nathan, yep. what's our first trade scenario of the week? Our first trade scenario for the week is Team One receiving yes. Patrick Team one being Mahomes. Avery. Yeah. Team one yeah. being Avery Huffman getting Patrick Mahomes. Team two received what first appears to be a haul in Corey Davis, Miles Sanders, Davis Mills, 2022 101, 2022 306, 2023 first, and 2023 third. Just from a quantity perspective, when, when you first see Patrick Mahomes in a list of six things, you're like, oh, boy. And then you realize it's Corey Davis, Miles Sanders, and Davis Mills, who combined are worth a first and maybe a late second. Here's how, here's how we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to let you two break down this trade. I obviously was on the receiving end of this trade. Um, and I liked it enough to take it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to remove all bias here and let each of you have a turn breaking this down. Simon, go first. Oh yeah. So, um, actually Avery was texting me when he got this and, uh, yeah, I mean, he seemed uncertain about it and I was screaming at him to go take this right now because, oh my, I mean, he's giving up three. I mean, these, these are not by any measure contending pieces Corey davis miles sanders and davis mills if anything you're holding davis mills hoping he becomes someone miles sanders he's not who we all hoped he would be 
And uh, he's giving up two firsts, yes, but Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> we can all agree, is worth so much more than just the 101 and the 23 first and, and two-thirds on top. What is that? I mean, I, I would do this trade all day. I Okay, so really, also, my math was incorrect. I said six assets. Uh, team seven. Was getting it's seven. seven. Yeah. But really, if we're being realistic, he got five because the 22-306 and 23-third are just throw-ins at best. Those those are nothing. They are nothing. They are nothing, nothing. I mean, nothing. they're valued right next to Corey Davis, I'm sure. No, Corey Davis is worth a little bit more. But he, he to me, is worth I would say no. very little. Um, Davis Mills impressive what he did he is not patrick mahomes he will never be patrick mahomes you don't know that he he (laughs) sarcasm yeah that's (laughs) hilarious he is playing for the houston texans who had literally no one outside of him and brandon cooks on their team what about rex burkhead stop and (laughs) davis mills is replacing deshaun watson who is a top five quarterback uh going into the 2021 season and Good for him. Good good for him for doing decently well. He he was not even from a fantasy perspective, he wasn't that even he wasn't even that amazing. He will probably get the starting job next season. Yeah. For sure. Good for him. That, he deserves it. That as a replacement for Patrick Mahomes on top of Miles Sanders and Corey Davis is a robbery. The one oh one and a twenty three first. Oh, okay. Well. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I personally don't know what else to say about this because it, it the the reason Simon and I are being so like eh, about this because it, it's like so obvious that Patrick Mahomes is a side we're taking. Yeah, I mean, like the the reason we're being like this is because we could not believe the nine. We love you guys, but an overwhelming majority of you guys were saying that it was too Avery much. Yeah. was giving up way too much. What is he giving up of of impact for the who is he starting on a regular basis from this trade? Maybe, Maybe Miles Mills. Sanders. Maybe I, I he's know. starting Miles Sanders every single week. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I when I look at a trade, you typically look to see where who's the best asset in this trade and which team is getting them. It's the twenty three first. No, the best asset is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant in team no, two. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no yeah, I'm the, sorry. The best asset is there is the 101. But, man, I will, I will pay the 101 and the 23 first all day. And then these, other are, these others are depth options. And that's really yeah. it. Y- yeah. yeah, like to me, it's just funny to me that the thirds are even in there because those seem to be the throw-ins. But to me, Miles Sanders is the throw-in. Yeah, like <laughs> that just uh, Mahomes all day. I that's all I can say. Oh, I'm well, getting a, couldn't a, agree more. A tier one quarterback. Yeah, we're agreeing, Nathan. It was a win. I know this is this is also a big deal. This is well not very often. And I just want to take a second agree. and shout out Little Jig, who is who's in our league. We are not trying to trash you here. We are. We not. are not trashing. We love you, you. We love you. But um, really, the main reason we're talking about, and like I said, there really honestly there is a scenario a very 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 alternate universe scenario where he wins this trade yeah 
Davis Mills could be a Davis Mills top. goes he could off. Could be a QB one. Miles Sanders. Mahomes Miles Sanders goes nuts. Dies. He he picks somebody in twenty twenty three. That's ridiculous. He picks somebody at the one one like Traylon Burks, and Traylon Burks is the next Debo. Yeah. And then yeah. Patrick Mahomes takes a step back. You could win this trade. I, honestly, you did get you got volume from this, and that is the one part where you won. You won the that, volume, you and got that's what one. he needed for his team. And you, and you needed volume. Yeah, I get that. You said yourself to me when you make this trade. Davis Mills, risky. Miles, all three of those players are risky. So, like I said, we're not trying to trash you here, but I literally, I literally cannot believe there are people that think I paid too much for this. No. Right. I would have put, I would have paid another first for Would have paid Patrick more. Mills. Absolutely. Yep. Pay, throw in the 24 <clears throat> first. Why did, uh, tell, tell us in the league chat, tell us or tell us in the comments on, on Twitter, tell us on our Twitter page. Why did I pay too much for this? I put it on discord and put it on a poll and the side that I gave away got no votes, none, not one vote. The only people that said that they would, that I gave up too much were in our league. I'm very confused. Well, I think it's because, um, in, in a trade, you often have to look at the context of the teams making the trade. I don't think at this this point in time, Avery, your team was not looking like a contender. And so they're like, why are you going out and giving out, your picks when you're not even contending and um Lil Jeg was the one who was a contender yes he's giving away Patrick Mahomes but then he's getting the depth that will keep him in the running so they were saying what are you doing he was smart to get rid of Mahomes because he had some good quarterbacks yeah he does yeah. I told him it yeah. was a smart yeah, move he he was number one and yeah. he had the top quarterback room in our league he still yep, has yep. Matt Stafford Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts yeah, which are yeah. all guaranteed starters next season yep. so he's not Next season, he's not hurting at quarterback. No. I'm assuming either with the 101 this year or the 23 first next year, he's looking for another quarterback. Um, but Lil Jack, I do understand to an extent why those first looked attractive to you because you're thinking just get better players and you're fine. Get better yeah. players. You're, I mean, best case scenario, you're getting some studs with those draft picks because the 101 is the 101, and then 23, any first round 23 pick is gold like because said, it's going to be loaded. And just think in 2021 last year, Jamar Chase was going not even top six, and look where he is now. So if you end up striking gold with a receiver like yeah. that, then you Maybe. know. So yeah, he did actually in multiple leagues that I was in this year. Uh, Interesting. So yes. wow. I'll, I'll actually talk about it later. Okay. I'm going to pull it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like Anyways, it. all that's to say context matters in making trades. You, you do. You There's a lot of liberty to dissect things more individually. And like I said, when you're looking at a trade and you're evaluating um, against volume, especially, it doesn't really matter that I gave up seven things here. It matters the quality of the seven things I gave up. Yep. So please keep that in mind. You can call it a haul and too much all you want, but I'd pay 10 things if they were all deep bench players and third round picks for Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I can I can replace and I did replace what I lose here in roster spots. And then you're right. Context matters at this point. I didn't look like a contender, but then I kept going, which brings us to our second trade. Yeah. So our second trade, which was just another thing that stemmed from the insane quarterback moves that were made. Um, all around the same time, which another one we will mention later. But uh, this first one we're going to talk about is Team One being Avery receiving Amari Cooper, Saquon Barkley, 2022-107, and a 2023 first. Team Two gets, wait for it, the one, the only, Justin 
Jefferson. J. Jeff, if you're listening, we love you. You can come on the show anytime you want. I'm sure he listens, right? He has to. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. texting me just earlier. Come join yeah. us. Yeah. Um, Bring Rager, too. All right. Thoughts on this trade right off the bat? Go it's, a, it's another one of mine, so I'm going to let you guys. My thoughts? Out. Oh, I mean, Justin Jefferson's a first-round startup pick right off the bat. He is, he's the most valuable player in this in this scenario, right? So what are you going to pay to get Justin Jefferson? I'm saying if if I'm down-tiering for Justin Jefferson, I would easily down-tier from him to, let's say, um, Jalen Waddle for Jalen Waddle on a first. All right, here's another couple of tiers down to Amari Cooper. You're getting Amari Cooper and two firsts. Would you do Amari Cooper and two firsts for Justin Jefferson? I think depending on what your team looks like, you could, you could make a case for that, but you're all of a sudden getting Saquon Barkley on top of that, and that that's what tips the scale. And I would I would do that. Yeah, and and this is a massive gamble on Avery's part. This Nathan, is huge. Your opinion is irrelevant. Like, yeah, so we we here. have to invalid. I said it's a huge gamble. That's not bad. <clears throat> I'm just saying it's a gamble. High reward. It's not that. It's not actually not that big of a gamble because I I'm trading the picks and I already have like and the guys I'm trading into aren't huge gambles. Rookie picks are gambles. If I'm keeping the rookie picks, Saquon's a gamble. I think the price you're paying for Saquon right now is is worth it because absolutely. really yeah, he can't I think get he much too. worse than he is right. than yes. he was last it's year. Absolutely, he's running back 30. It's worth it, but whatever you give up for Saquon is, by definition, that's a gamble because he has been injured the last two seasons, seasons and he's done he played next 13 to games this year. He's he still played the, 13 games this year with the worst coaching with, staff in, in the NFL. And the worst offensive a, scheme. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, there are definitely li- riskier players. You cannot Saquon. deny that he was one of the biggest fantasy disappointments this past season. No, I think one yeah, of us. We, everyone was thrilled about seeing that. what he was going to do. And for the second season in a row, he did nothing. He also got his ankle like chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, he got... And it was a freak accident. It wasn't like a durability tear. thing, so... We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really like this. I, I will say, I'm, Avery, I'm Avery you and it. you and I agree here. Nathan, I don't know what it is with you and Justin Jefferson. Oh yeah. But he's he's a, he's a I fan mean, girl. Okay. So for instance, Nathan, <laughs> I mean Avery had an offer of Mike Williams, George Kittle, and Antonio Gibson for Justin Jefferson. A solid and, offer. And Nathan claimed it wasn't enough. And then we went onto one of our discords and asked a poll who would take this, and, and the majority of them took the Mike Williams, George Kittle and Antonio Gibson. And Nathan was saying absolutely no way. So I, some people did agree with you, but it's to a certain extent, I would rather take three very, very good starters over one elite one because you just, you need that, especially in Avery's case. I mean, in, in my opinion, this trade is not as black and white as, as the first, the first one. one. Oh, it's yeah. not, We're agreeing there. Yes. Not even close. Correct. I absolutely see your side with this. And I think that the reward that you could end up, like getting from this is just incredible. I also see it turning upside down. It could. Amari could have Sadly, a. It could. Yeah, Amari could be hurt. He's twenty-seven now. He's twenty-seven have, years old. He actually yeah. is he twenty-eight. He, I, he's, he's probably 20, twenty-eight. I believe he's twenty-seven. Yeah, he'll he's be. It'll be his twenty-eight-year-old season. I, I believe you're right. He will be in um, twenty-two. Amari's never been an elite wide receiver in fantasy. He's 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 very good. He's a very he good. He has been a wide receiver one. He has been yeah. yes, but he's never been that year in year out top five wide receiver. Yes. Saquon, you're right. He could be hurt and he could finish as the running back thirty again, and these firsts could bust out. But Avery continues to trade them. So all this to say again. 
circumstances matter. If you're trying to contend, go out and make a trade like this. Flip one of your players down tier, down tier for a player that you consider in a similar range and get a pick on top. I mean, yeah. and, and that's what Avery's doing here, yeah. but to it. This was a solid, extent. this was a solid contention move. And I don't remember, you made so many trades in the past couple of days. Do you still have the 107? Yes, that's okay. the that's the one thing left that okay. I so I have dealt the 2023 first uh, and I still have the 107. I dealt so so far my return for Justin Jefferson after I traded away the 23 first I acquired in that trade. So far I have Amari Cooper, Saquon Barkley, Mike Williams and Rondell Moore. In return for Rondell Moore, I tra- so I traded for Mike Williams and Rondell Moore and I sent David Njoku and a, tw- and a 2023 first. The 23 first that you got from that Justin Jefferson from that trade. trade. Right? So that's not my pick. It's hard to guess where that pick might go this year, but it's a 2023 first. We know that class is loaded. That's a valuable pick. Yeah. Um, I gave that up and Njoku for Mike Williams, who um, I still, I think he's a buy. And Rondell Moore, who I had as one of my buys in one of our yeah. earlier episodes. So uh, break this one down, boys. Uh, the Njoku in the first from Williams and Moore. Yeah, which which by the way, the Simon was I, I dealt with Simon on this yes. one. Simon got the first in Njoku, and I got Mike Williams and Rondell Moore. Yeah, um, Nathan, you want to go first on this one? I think I went first on the other. Yeah, two. sure. Yeah. Um, if if I'm you, I'm not giving up a 23 first unless I am making a win now move. Avery went from the worst team in the league, hands down, to a top three team in the league just like that because of the quarterbacks that he got he now has herbert and mahomes (laughs) and this is just another one of those depth trades that he's going for Um, mike williams is not a wide receiver one that you're depending on neither is rondell moore and njoku what is njoku gonna do for him what is the 23 first gonna do for him right now it nothing and it says this 23 first is via jwu Jay wooten and jay wooten has a pretty solid team i think he could be top six going into the 23 yeah, I was going to uh, say, if it was, was if it was yours, if this was yours, I was going to say, absolutely, I'm taking your side because you're a win now. And in 2023, that'll probably be the 110 above. But we like to so, assume that any first that's being traded in the future and that has not been assigned a position yet is going to be yeah, late. Yeah, we value those as late first. And they, and they just, uh, yes. and like I said, we're here to help you um, we're here to help you manage your fantasy team. And when you're evaluating trades and when you're using, using trade calculators, ass- always assume a late first. Always. Because that's, yeah. that's, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yep. And, and if, if they're trading away at first for the next year, usually they're doing that because they're trying to win now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and with uh, Simon, I'm not ripping on you for doing this trade at all. I understand what you're doing. You now have seven first round picks in the next uh, two between, years, three in, in next 2023, years, yeah. three in 2023 for this year. Um, in Joku, let's be honest, you overvalue in Joku. We see the upside of in Joku. He is, the, there's there's nothing to me. Yeah, I think that, it's, I think it's fair to say you overvalue him a little bit. Yes, oh, yeah, no, yes. no, I'm and not. Especially, we but just I like came him too. With, I we just came out him. with news today that Cleveland is looking to possibly franchise tag him, which yeah, is a big big hit but to your move. Again, um, 2023 first is where I see the hope in this trade and understanding. I like that you traded Mike Williams and got the first. I don't like that you traded Rondell Moore as a productive struggle team. I, I'm not a Rondell fan. Uh, I, I'll explain 
I um a- as much as I love him, a prospect coming out of Purdue, uh, he's five seven, and, and what name? Let, let's let's get a list of players under five nine or so that have actually been effective in the NFL. Spud Webb. <laughs> right, okay, uh, that's the NHL, Avery. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. It's the NBA. Um, so a- as much as I like Rondale Moore as a prospect, he had a freak combine that he put up. He was amazing in college. I, I'm not sure he's going to be that effective in the NFL. Um, so, but I understand what you're saying. And on on the topic of David and Joku, let's say just in a, in a vacuum, a team is making this trade. If you're acquiring a first in 2023. And you're you're sending away Mike Williams, who is a who's a contention piece right now. You're probably you're going to assume that you're not contending this year, and so we're not really worried about David and Joku being on a franchise tag for this year. You're acquiring him for a year in the future when he gets traded to a team with a better quarterback and a better situation for him to produce. So let's say. This this trade right now for my team or a team in a vacuum, you're you're looking how is this going to play out for my 2023 season when I have that extra first and I have David and Joku going into a free agency. Yeah, that is definitely the bright side of having tight ends that are not producing now. Is if you really believe in them and they've shown flashes of greatness and no one else really values them that much in the dynasty community you can get them for dang cheap and they break out out of nowhere i mean darren waller is case in point of this he wasn't even a tight end actually he i mean he went through a lot of off-field issues and really had to shape up um but he was he was a big deal receiver going into uh, the ravens his rookie season and he just did not pan out he didn't even play for a couple seasons and then he just came out of nowhere um, into Vegas and just went off two years ago. And the guy is going to be 29 years old going into the 2022 season as a top three, top four, top tight five. End. Uh, yeah. Top five. Probably five. Okay. Top yeah. five. That's fine. Yeah. But that's, yes. No, you're right. And from my side of this, and I'll tell you what, you know, Simon told you why he did it here. Uh, I actually, for the record, I do think this trade is pretty even. I think if I'm valuing this in my head, like not using a trade calculator or anything, I'm thinking this trade is fairly even. The 23 firsts are obviously valuable. Uh, Jay Wooten's team, we don't know how good he's going to be, so it could be an early first. I think it could be an early first. I'm viewing it as a late first, yeah. But but I think it also could be a late first. I think he's got one of those teams that's like, you're either going to be super good or you might stink. But with that being, because he also did, he did, he did just acquire Justin Jefferson and give up some depth and some picks for it. But with that being said, I'm looking at Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams for a contending roster because he proved last year that he can put up wide receiver one numbers. Uh, and as far as Rondell Moore goes, I had Rondell Moore as a buy. So I believe in Rondell Moore with the targets that are going to be potentially leaving Arizona in Christian Kirk and even AJ Green. I think Rondell Moore is going to have potential for a lot more targets from Kyler. Um, I'm betting that Rondell Moore's elite success in college at Purdue is going to translate eventually, and I think he's going to be a PPR beast. Now, that being said, he hasn't been. This is risky. Both of these are risky. I think Mike Williams is a pretty solid asset that doesn't have a ton of risk involved. I don't think there's a ton of risk with Mike Williams. I think you know what you're going to get with him for the most part. Rondell Moore, obviously I could lose this trade because of him. I could also win this trade because of Rondell Moore. 
and Njoku is kind of the same way. So no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check this thing out about Njoku that I can definitely see is exciting for you. He had on the season, all he had was 475 receiving yards. Now check this out though. His, um, his quarterback was Baker Mayfield. His yards per reception was 13.2. That's fourth in the league for tight ends yards after the catch. This is what I really love. 247 yards after the catch half of his yards that's more than half of his yards yeah and that's 16th in the league when he only has uh-huh less than 500 receiving yards yeah that's his contested crazy. catch rate 61.5 percent that's good for number six wow yeah yeah so, and um and so there's a lot of promise there even in joku is a first round pick as a tight end back in yeah big deal first round pick. yep yeah. So yeah. I mean he he's he's got everything he needs to back up who he is. And and he's not like a surefire tight end one by any means. He's more of a go out and buy him before he possibly blows up. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the elephant in the room obviously is just the fact that he's on Cleveland and the fact that he's playing with Baker Mayfield, which as a tight end you think would actually help him. But Baker Good gracious. I, I mean, you can semi give him a break this year because of his shoulder, but yeah. that wasn't even his throwing shoulder, but he was definitely hurt. Um, but man, I, I don't really see Njoku doing anything super special while he's in Cleveland. So it's definitely at the end of the day, it still is a gamble for you. Yeah, no, it is as, as is every trade. Yeah. All right. You, we ready to move on to our next right. trade? Yeah. Next trade. There's another more in this trade. Oh yeah. It's our favorite more. Okay. Oh Let's hear man. It. This one was my trade, and once I saw Mahomes and Herbert get gone that quickly and that, dare I say, easily, I was like, <laughs> I have got to make a move. Not here. Herbert. I, I mean, I, Herbert what, was, what was I, I paid the price? What was I dead last in like the QBs in the league? Basically, yeah, Nathan had Trace Q- McSorley as his QB. No, I did not. <laughs> I had Derek Carr and Carson Wentz as my top two quarterbacks, and I was backed up with Kyle Trask and Sam Ellinger. So I knew that I was going to have to make a, a, a QB move, whether that was drafting one um, in the rookie draft. So we went out and traded trade. for Kirk Cousins. I went out and I traded for Russell Wilson, <gasps> but not just Russell Wilson. Ooh. In addition to Russell Wilson, I received Stefan Diggs. Wow. What did you give up? I gave up my 104, my 2022 104, my 2022 204. Okay. Okay. And... Oh no! Don't the do it. The one and only. No, Elijah Moore. Oh no! <laughs> Nathan traded his baby. <laughs> Truly, my baby. I I love the guy. He I have him in every single. It's an unhealthy obsession. I've reached for him almost every single time, except in the rookie draft last year. I did not reach for him. He just fell to me, which I couldn't believe. Dynasty domain. Uh, I liked him before he was cool. Dynasty domain trade tip of the day. If you're in a league with Nathan, trade him Elijah Moore. Yeah, he'll oh he will pay way too much for him. Yeah, I just told Kriegs today that the Kriegs plays in our in our league and he uh he got Elijah Moore in the one oh four and the two oh four and I told him it is it's just miraculous that he was able to get Elijah Moore from me. Like if anyone is untouchable for me, Elijah Moore would be the most untouchable and I literally just traded him away. So Anyways, hey, Avery, it's a big deal for me. Yeah. It's your turn to break this one I'm down I'm going to break this one down. This is um, exciting. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm taking the Russell Wilson side here. We're playing in a 12-team uh, super flex league here, as Nathan just 
destroys the table and I'm rattles so everything. We're playing in a super flex league, so that means we're starting we're starting two QBs. And not that you have to, but you, people, most people are. Um, and you're getting someone who I think is probably a little bit undervalued right now because of his uh, murky situation, you know, contract wise and, and future wise in Seattle. Yeah, say it again. Uh, he's a little bit undervalued yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yes. So, undervalued. So so honestly, you know, I'm looking at Russell Wilson. If I'm looking at Russell Wilson alone for Elijah Moore, the 104 in the 204, I'm thinking about that. I might make that move, but for a couple of reasons. I think Elijah Moore is pretty overrated. I'm not high on Elijah Moore. I'm definitely not. No, I don't think anybody's high as Nathan. But I mean, you everybody would give Russell Wilson is worth more than the 104, right? Yeah, as a as a more than oh yeah top five oh yeah. QB. Well, you know yes. what's hilarious right. is in, okay, in a lot so, of trade calculators, Russ is <laughs> equivalent to an early first. We're going to talk about that, which is stay, criminal. Stay tuned. We're going to so talk criminal. about that. Um, so, okay, so Ru- so you got a first round pick. What's Elijah? Uh, what's Elijah Moore worth? The first. Uh, in this year's draft, a I'd first. say he's. 105 106 yeah 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 would you give two firsts for russell wilson would i yes two future firsts yes yes okay so then we're just down i mean so then you gotta admit it's close because the 204 is not going to do a whole lot for you yeah so looking at elijah moore the 104 and the 204 and for russell wilson i think i'm taking the russell wilson side there you got stefan Diggs back with russell wilson yeah, that's amazing. I that is Stephon. an incredible haul. Russell Wilson is going to be a very... For your team, it was the perfect move. You made another good move, too. You acquired Joe Mixon this week for Pollard in the first. Pollard in a love 23 that, first. Love that move. I love the moves you're making, too. But Russell Wilson and Stephon... Stephon Diggs is also undervalued. Can I, I guess interrupt pe- real quick? I guess people are... Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, you know, we're talking about all these trades, and these are all from our, tr- our, our leagues that we're hosting. And um, just... Let just to let you guys know, we are going to keep hosting leagues, and you, as our listeners, are all more than welcome to join, and we would love for you to do that because we have so much fun. It's literally awesome. And you get to make trades like this, and then you hear us talk about them. Yeah, yeah it's great. So, anyways, um, Stefan Diggs, another guy that's being undervalued. I guess we, I don't know because he's because old. he's old. Because, but because but he's no, locked no, no. under contract because, in Buffalo for because a while. Gabe Davis had one good game. He's yeah, been, he's been. Under, I mean, like, what in the world? Have you guys watched Josh Allen recently? And Steph, it's not like Stephon Diggs' legs fell off. No, he was still the wide receiver seven on the year, I believe. I cannot. I, Diggs I, slipped far this season. I couldn't believe it compared to where he was going last season. It was a, it's a one year difference. This is an amazing trade for you. Yeah, I love this. Well, and also it's it's crazy looking back too because the original trade was for Russ and Terry McLaurin, and I ended up getting Stephon Diggs instead. Terry McLaurin. I think they're close. Terry McLaurin has I'd two years on Stefan Diggs. I'm taking Stefan all Terry. day. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. I have nothing against Gary Terry. He is not he, a wide receiver one. He's over fantasy. He's, he's, a, he's overvalued. overvalued. Yeah. He is a consistent, reliable mid to low end wide receiver too. Because In his, his three QB seasons. Situation. Yeah. Because of his QB situation. Is their QB situation ever going to get better? Who knows? Hey, what if they get Russ? I don't know. They I, can't I, afford that. I don't think Heineke was. No one wants to just like play awful, for Dan to, awful, horrible. But, but what'd you say? I said no one wants to go to play for the Washington Football Team. The Commanders. Commanders. You will. Sorry, you will use their correct the name commanders. on this show. I'm so sorry. 
so like i said i'm taking this uh, i'm taking the russell wilson side of this trade simon what do you think uh, i'll take russ please yes I, I i'll do that because elijah moore as much as i hate to say it because i do like elijah um he hasn't done anything to prove he's as valuable as someone like stefan diggs so uh that's not really enough to convince me to take that side right i i think any any trade that involves a quarterback whatever a trade calculator says they're worth i'm paying more oh yeah um especially for a guy like russell wilson i mean if you look at russell wilson's history he's literally done nothing but be a consistent high-end wide receiver or quarterback one every single year this past season yeah he literally played with a bum finger he was rushed back into that on a very underwhelming seattle team where he was surprise surprise pressured out of his mind at all times and he was still qb 18 on the season (laughs) which is ridiculous i can't believe he got to that point so he, he'll he'll be great next year. Yep, he'll be good. You win that trade. He will for the foreseeable future. And that's I, like I said, lots of moves. Uh, if you're in one of our leagues, please DM us some trades. Um, we like featuring your trades. If you're a listener, get on our Twitter and send us some trades. We like to poll or ask on Twitter um, about some of the stuff that you guys are making in your leagues, and we want to break it down on our show. So if you would follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Domain and get your trades in, or don't follow us on Twitter. We don't really care. But if you want your any trades on the show. Just go to Twitter and tag us or something. And our like Twitter that. is at Domain Dynasty. Yeah, it's backwards because being backwards is cool sometimes. Yes. We are going to get now into the topic for today. We're going to talk the rookie draft or the redraft as I guess the official name. for. What do you call it? I call it the rookie draft. That's what I call it. And Nathan was insistent on calling it the redraft. So if you're listening to this episode now. It is now, referred to, commonly referred to as redraft. Yeah, commonly. Blah, 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 blah. So if you're listening to this <laughs> You are going to have clicked on an episode title that says Dynasty Rookie Draft because I'm not titling it Redraft because people will be like, Dynasty Redraft? Isn't that an oxymoron? Yeah, I just, usually redraft, uh, redraft is usually a cuss word in Dynasty uh, world. Yes, that is true. Um, but when you're referring, we assume when you say Redraft in Dynasty that you're not talking about a the bad redraft word league, Redraft. Yeah. Um, the good word redraft is where you are drafting your rookies and then you're allowed to draft veterans in the same one as well, because at the end of each season in dynasty, you have to drop some of your players that are equivalent to the number of draft picks you have. So you don't just stock up on a bunch of valuable players. We all know how it works here, but you don't need to explain that. If anyone's listening, they play dynasty. Yeah. So we're talking about the rookie draft, you know, the one that's going to take place not too far from now, actually, it feels like it's going to come up quick. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and plug something right here because it's relevant. We have a pretty big announcement here. Yeah. Oh, we're really excited oh, this for is, this one. This is so, so exciting. Yeah. And, 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 Who and wants we, to announce this? You? Uh, yeah, I got it. So, okay. so, and we want to bring you the best information. Uh, now that we're in the off season, especially, you know, the, our, our attention now, you know, but besides trades and free agency, most of our attention is going to what? rookies rookies and we're talking about rookies today so uh we are excited to announce that dynasty domain will be in person at the combine this week the nfl rookie we're gonna be in the building we're gonna be in lucas oil uh we're gonna be there for the day that quarterbacks wide receivers and tight ends take the field so of the four positions that you can start in fantasy football we're gonna see the top prospects in three three, of them yeah Yeah. three And, and why are we doing this uh number one because we're nerds 
And we love football. And we love football. But number two, we're going to try to bring you the best information. And obviously, you can just watch the combine on TV. And if that's what you want to do, then do it. But we're going to go the extra step. We're going to be there in person. We're going to give you our thoughts and reactions next week. So be sure to be here next week. We are going to talk all about what we saw at the combine with those three position groups. And then eventually, we're going to also talk about running backs. We might actually even break this down uh, into a couple episodes. But this week, we are going to be at the combine. We're going to be in person. We'll be tweeting while we're there, if we can. It's kind of hard to get your phone out there. Uh, And then we're going to get on next week and talk about it. So obviously that's big for us. We're excited to be there. We're sad that the combine might go away from Indianapolis, which is the best place to host the combine. I don't. It's literally the worst decision I've ever. And NFL and Roger Goodell, I know you're listening. Please. What are you doing? Seriously? Come on. Please. Seriously? I don't even know if like he's responsible for Vegas. Are you kidding me? Vegas? Yeah. What is this? 1980? Who goes to Vegas besides, you know, Henry Ruggs. Oh, boy. Just saying. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for that, I guess. Yeah, then you don't stay. You're going to prison. But Yeah, Combine Breakdown next week. Please join us. It's going to be awesome. We're getting into today's topic. It's going to be Dynasty Redraft or Rookie Draft, however you call it. Uh, And we're going to talk about uh, a couple things. The first thing I kind of want to talk about, though, is what's your ideal rookie draft length? I, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm, t- I'm saying four rounds. That's that's my preferential. Length. You and Simon are both four rounds, correct? Yeah, I'm a four-rounder. Yeah. I'm six. Why? Because I want to be special. Yeah. No, I actually I actually have a good reason behind it. Um, sure. So I, I was actually the first of the three of us to uh, become a part of a dynasty league. Um, and so really what I thought... Back in the old days. I was um, the first one ever to play in Dynasty Fantasy Football. No, not the first one ever. Mama, mama. Of us three, I, I, <clears throat> our rookie draft was eight rounds. And I thought that was normal. So the idea was, you know, rookies are pretty much hands down. They're all going in rounds one to two. And then the ones that are like, eh, like the Elijah Mitchells are going in round four or five at some point. Uh, maybe at the end of round three, but the redraft guys, the veterans start, uh, start going in the third round. So <clears throat> with that being said, I do think that round, sorry, what, what are you looking at? I'm, I'm distracted now. What's going on? Oh, that's pretty rough. That's very rough. Yeah, so for our listeners, we're getting news that Ian Thomas, who just signed a contract like two he days did, ago, right? Yeah. Is facing five misdemeanor charges from, from his July. Yeah, any of you He's guys, one of the hottest waiver wire picks of yeah, the last two days. Yep. Any of you guys that had an eye on him, uh, that just that took a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What I was saying with that um, is I think eight rounds in a, in a rookie slash redraft is pretty overkill. Um, I mean, you're looking at just... You're looking at some lamos going in the seventh and eighth rounds. My case for doing six is you have to drop more people at the end of the season. You have to drop more veterans that have more value. And I think that makes it a little bit more exciting. It shuffles around um, the league. It a shuffles bit more. the league around a little bit more. Uh, case in point, Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki was probably the biggest, most valuable guy that was consistently on, on a, on a team and a, and a 12 team last year. And he, he had to be dropped because that was the least valuable person that was left with like the roster space. And I ended up trading him for my third because it was either draft drafting him in 
the second or third or just trading away my pick for it. And I was like, okay. So I essentially got him for a third round pick at that point. And when you have eight rounds in a rookie draft, you've got guys like Hunter Renfro uh, that I got in the sixth round. Um, you have guys like Devonte Parker that are going, literally someone drafted him in the second round. Um, I mean, he's a redraft guy in a four, he, in a four team in a, or a four round draft. Right. Though. He just is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, but I guess guys like Gasecki, but even, but listen, here's the opposite side of that. You know, if I'm spending the year, you know, getting guys, getting thumbs throw-ins and trades that I believe in and also working the waiver wire and I do a good job at that, I don't really want to be forced to drop players. Like I, there's, yeah. there's, there's thought and strategy that goes into each of my acquisitions. So if, if we're just doing, you know, a six round rookie draft for the heck of it, and I'm having to drop the players that I actually, you know, if I have a full roster, I believe in all my players, I, I wouldn't be able to keep the players I believe in. So, um, that's, I mean, that's where I'm standing on that. I, I think a rookie draft is exactly that it's, it's a rookie draft. I think that's maybe why I'm tempted to call it a rookie draft and not a redraft because I'm not thinking of it as a, there are guys you can get veterans. You can get in the, in the rookie draft in the redraft, but, but like the priority is those, rookies. but it's about the rookies. You have the guys you want. You got the guys. I outbid you for the for the free agent. Why should I have to drop them? Yeah, I would argue that I'm definitely in the minority in this. Like overall across uh, the board in yeah. Dynasty, most I, I most rookie drafts are yeah. four rounds. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All all the leagues that I'm in have four round rookie drafts. And all the di- yeah. and, by, and for the record, the Dynasty domain leagues. In case you haven't heard they're now four rounds they're four rounds because it's a two three majority on this one yeah, so right. uh we yeah. will do with four rounds yeah. but uh, you want to hear a funny story in this in this eight round rookie right. draft thing i traded away melvin gordon and i got the fourth fifth sixth seventh and eighth two of those picks were dpj donovan peoples jones and hunter renfro <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's just the diff. That's the difference in value. We're not as excited about players. this as you. Are. I'm not excited. I'm just saying <laughs> you that's, really are. No, I'm just coming up with examples to tell you. Like, that's, I know that's what it looks like I when know. you're trading that type of stuff. I think Hunter and so, I don't think that happens every year. Either. Yeah, like, I highly. Yeah, but, but I mean, in, in four that rounds, was you guys both said that at the same time. We both said but at the same time. Yeah, we finished each other's sentences. Yeah, sandwiches. No, that's what I was um, going to say. <laughs> really oh my gosh this podcast sucks (laughs) um but i mean i i do i prefer a shorter shorter rookie draft because then each individual pick who even cares about an eighth round pick what what trade is that gonna well one time for an eighth round pick? right i think eight rounds is overkill that's why i'm saying okay even a six round pick what what are you gonna do with the six round pick in a trade you're just gonna throw it in in the six round pick when is that ever gonna flip the scale however does first round davis mills oh Oh my gosh just stop dan arnold okay we're not talking about this for much longer because it's really (laughs) like it's it's not that important let's i'd much rather have the actual valuable picks hold valuable like a first round pick mm-hmm. and yes. speaking of first round picks we're going to get into how we each value first round picks how they should be valued yes. and just talk about them in general they're huge currency in dynasty so huge, it's a big huge. deal it's, we got to know about this stuff. it's a huge currency uh this is going to be awesome because i think we are going to bring kind of a new perspective to valuing rookie picks based on what we hear from not only trade calculators uh, but also just the hype that surrounds drafting in the rookie draft, especially in months February to Mar- or May, especially in those months. Yeah. That's all you're thinking about. But let's look at some of the comments. Let's go, let's go to our uh, 
favorite asset here, Mr. Keep Trade Cut. And let's see how Mr. Keep Trade Cut evaluate or values uh, the 103 this year. So looking at the 2022 103, I'm going to find a player equivalent to this pick on Keep Trade Cut. What does Keep Trade Cut? What does the Dynasty community say that is an even return for 103? Are we guessing? Sure, you can guess. Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay, let me put that in. We can try some of these, and I'll tell you. Keep Trade Cut says that Russell Wilson is more valuable than the 103. Was he at 102? I'm interested. Uh, he's as valu- he he's as valuable as the 102, I think. Yes, Russell the 102 is. is slightly more valuable than Russell Wilson. What about the 103, though? Any more guesses? Um, man, probably Stephon Diggs. Yep. That's it. Are you kidding? That me? is the player I have on my screen. You are kidding. Come, come look. Wow. Look at it. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this just, this just proves what we've been saying all again, but let, let's, let's clarify. We use keep trade cut, not as gospel truth for valuing as players, a but point. as a starting point, but because but, this is how people are valuing. But picks. another disclaimer, since it is how people are valuing this stuff. If you're sending me, a tra- if you're sending us a trade or me a trade in our leagues, will you please at least plug it in to keep trade cut to see if it's like even in the same ballpark because i'm getting trades that aren't i'm like do you, do you have a trade calculator like at least look at least like use it as a starting point i'm not going to say it has to be even on keep trade cut but i am going to say have you looked at it because this isn't even close and i think everyone knows that otherwise you wouldn't have been on anyways uh keep trade cut says stefan Diggs is worth the 103 let's jump over to another trade calculator that i like to use and that's from our guys at dynasty nerds um using their trade calculator and with the same settings Stefan Diggs is worth twice the amount of the 103 in this calculator. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's worth two first round picks. So this is obvious. I think Dynasty Nerds, obviously they're professionals too, and they're not stupid, overhyped individuals like us who are like, oh, rookie picks. Oh my gosh. That's more Simon. Yeah. Well, not nah, really. No, I don't know about that. Shut I, up. I think we'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah, later. we're going to get into it. But I'm just but, picking but, on you. Okay, babe. double. We're talking about we're talking about double here. We're talking about keep trade cut, valuing a pick as the same as a player, and another calculator, Dynasty Nerds, valuing a player twice as much. I, this is this is as big as a value dis, or just difference as you're going to get in any part of Dynasty fantasy football. So our first question is going to be looking at where should we actually be valuing these. I think it's a really good question. Um, I will go on the record starting off, and I think we all agree, it's saying that Stefan Diggs is probably worth twice as much as the 103. I think that's more accurate. Agreed? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Absolutely. You don't know what you're getting with the 103. You know what you're getting with Stefan Diggs. He has a rock-solid contract situation. He is a wide receiver one in in dynasty football, in fantasy football. And he will be. He has Josh Allen throwing to him. I, I'm going to take that certainty over a pick that you don't you don't really know about. Yeah, I'm I, not selling Stefan Diggs for the 103 ever. I no, mean, it, it would, I'm not either. If he's 30 years old, I'd do that. And and so and to kind of you know preface everything we're going to talk about right now, um, I think it's also important to view these rookie picks. These rookie picks come with a lot of risk. You got to understand, and 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 we love helping you guys out. You guys need to think of investing in you know, these dynasty assets, whether it be picks or players, you need to think of it as investing. 
you're investing and you know if you're if you're day trading day trading presents a lot more risk i literally thought the same yeah exact day thing. trading presents a lot more risk than something like a retirement account or you know even mutual funds and right now patrick mahomes he's pretty much a mutual fund and the rookie pick 103 is basically a startup company i'm so mad you stole my example sorry gosh I mean, <laughs> just kidding it's, it's probably common it's not i was gonna say it's not really yeah, that no, in I depth know. yeah i know that's just what i think of i think i think you know with the 103 is probably not a startup it's probably you know there there is a lot less risk with 103 but obviously as you go down in these draft picks the risk increases a lot almost exponentially and where would that point be for you that kind of leads up to our next question we, we can kind of implement into this but at what point in the first round do you think picks begin to lose significant value? Uh, because again, this is where trade calculators kind of fail you because if it's a first, it's a first in a trade calculator and it, it, it's, it's a early first, mid first, late first. They're still pretty highly valued, all of them. And then the second you enter in a two, <laughs> there's a huge drop. But realistically, that's, that's not how it is. So what point in the first round do you think you take a significant blow when it, or a significant hit or drop in value for what you're getting? Well, it also depends on the draft class. Agreed. This year, I don't know. This year, I think the biggest drop comes after 102 or 103. What do you guys think? Hmm. Um, there's a, an, yeah. an elite production. The guys we're seeing there... Right now, Malik Hill, oh, Malik Willis, uh-huh. Brace Hall, Traylon Burks. Right, those are one hundred one through one hundred three. Yeah, I think there's so. there's a there's a drop from elite down to solid, really good prospects in Isaiah Spiller, Garrett Wilson. Who else is in that area? Corral, right Matt Corral, Jamison Williams. Yep. In some people's minds, and then it kind of drops to like take your pick. These guys could be good. These guys could be bad. Yeah, and that's this. I year. think that's a good way to put it. I think yeah. this year the one hundred one through the one hundred three are going to have. You know, I think they should be in the same tier value wise. At the same time, I do not think the one hundred one is twice as valuable as the one hundred three. Would you? Would you, I, would yeah, you guys? Agree I would on even that? argue the one hundred two is in the same tier tiered value as the 101 uh i think the you you could make that case but the market and the community in general is going to prefer their choice because everyone's going to have a choice between these two elite players everyone likes one of them more than the other and they want the 101 so they can choose the guy they like more yes true no i'm not i'm not i'm not asking if it's more valuable i'm saying twice as valuable i i'm not okay so 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 and my my point here is the the 101 in dynasty nerds calculator is exactly equivalent to stefan diggs the 103 is half of the 101 that for me that's too big of a drop off i think i think the 101 is overvalued there and i think the 103 should be valued closer to the 101 i think i think when you're evaluating the value of rookie draft picks i think the first depending on the class it could be the first one to two it could be the first three to five maybe 2023 it might be the first three to five or three to six this year these picks should be valued very similarly before you get to the next drop off of players and their potential and their talent level and so i'm not i'm not buying that the 103 is half as valuable as the 101 what say you I agree with you. Um, I, I 
yeah, I don't really have much to say other than that. I, I agree with you. However, if I were to like put a stamp on this is where in general, where I would say that the first round takes a big drop off ever in any year, no matter how loaded the class is, I'm saying there is a big drop off after the 106. I, I don't think it's yeah. not a question for me with that. It's hard to uh, base that off of like last season's rookie draft because it was so unique with quarterbacks having five first round QBs, one of which didn't even go in the first round. And he debatably was like the most successful on the season. That's Mac Jones. Mac Jones was slipping to like the early second round to the mid second round. Trevor Lawrence was without question going the one Oh one in every single draft. So the one one was understandably, I, you could say overvalued a bit because if you had the one one you were going Trevor Lawrence. And that's because he has generational talent, generational grades, uh, just as a player, like the likes of Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. Um, but the reason I say 106 is because you have, you have four positions obviously that we use in fantasy, you have tight end wide receiver running back and quarterback. And then you have two sort of like fluctuation spots where you have the second player of one of those positions being debatably just as good or just as promising. Um, think like Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards Hilaire going in the 2020 draft um, or even Deandre Swift. And then you've got wide receivers like Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager. Like it's crazy that we're saying that now, but Rager was going over Jefferson in a lot of drafts. Um, <laughs> and then quarterbacks, you've got usually two to three quarterbacks that are probably going in the first round every season, one to two that are being sort of debated, which one is better and best. Um, so I think with that being said, that adds up to about six. Everything after that is really up to you. And I, I think if you're uh, kind of separating all the quarterbacks from last season, a guy like Jamar Chase is not going after the 106, but he did consistently this past season because there was all five quarterbacks gone or, or the first four quarterbacks, excluding Mac Jones, gone before Jamar Chase and then Kyle Pitts. And then you have um, people wanting the running backs, which were low, um, like Najee, Etienne, and Javante. Um, it just wasn't a heavy class, but overall being the dead horse, but the one Oh six, the one Oh six, the one Oh six, that's all I'm thinking. Anything past the one Oh six, I'm va valuing way less. Like I'm not paying a high first for say a guy like Mike Williams. Maybe, maybe at most I'm paying a very late first for a guy like Mike Williams and the one Oh six is, is that reason for it? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think you make a lot of good points there. I also, yeah, and I think there are years, like you said, I think there are years where um, the tier drop-off might be after the 101. If you have like a, you know, if you have a once-in-a-lifetime player getting drafted in the rookie drafts, it might be the 101 might be the tier drop-off. For, I mean, you know, for example, somebody like, Andrew Luck back in the day, although RG3 was probably there with him and that was a little bit, you know, unique. But usually when you have a player like that, um, you are looking at maybe a, a one spot drop off or a one spot tier drop off. So um, I think you have to be really careful when you are um, evaluating these picks and these trades because 
it, it, and, and what dynasty nerds does is they use sort of an abstract value and i think that's the be- for future picks until the specific picks are assigned i think that's the best i think that's the best way to do it because there's so much risk involved you have to factor in the risk key i will say yeah. key, and i think you guys agree keep trade cut over values picks Yes, but yeah, yeah. that's intentional in keep trade cut. That's sort of again, it's it's crowdsourcing yes. information. So it's showing you how people value them, and that's play dynasty players just get way too excited about picks. I'm going to give you a hot take here. You can disagree with me. Every year this happens. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's called it's rookie yes. fever. We no, no, all no. get it. Every that's day. not that's not the hot Absolutely. take. I'm not there yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, thought I was gonna say no, this. no, no. I was every, like, that's every, not daring. But here's here's the hot take. Every year this happens. If you have the number one overall pick being valued in a spot where it is equivalent to a top twenty player every year, I think a good case can be made to trade away your picks a lot. Yes like maybe all the time yes because think of it like this i got nick chubb for two first round picks over the regular season this past season and i won that by a ridiculous amount according to definitely keep trade cut but a lot of probably trade calculators some people were telling me that i need to get three first for him which i think is a little extra two first for nick chubb who very much overwhelmed and is playing splitting carries yeah. with kareem hunt that's nick chubb he is not a top tier running back so nope nicholas chubb yeah why would you not give up like way more than three first round picks like there there is a point the, like way more than three first round picks for players. What are you guys laughing about? I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing. We're, we're okay. good, man. But like, why would you not give away, be willing to give up so many first round picks for a player that's proven and is going to be a top player at their position for the foreseeable future, like five plus years. Yep. And I, I feel like after three first round picks, it's just too much in that. Like, it's not even worth it to get all those picks like you should be giving up a probably a solid player plus a few first round picks for like Patrick Mahomes, but it's, it's a lottery ticket. Draft picks are lottery tickets and, and, and Patrick Mahomes isn't no, I mean like Josh, Allen, I'm serious. Patrick and Mahomes, this is the hot take is I think there's a good, will, I think there's a good the case. expectation is they will be here for 15. I think there's years. a really good case to be made that the best, if you're using, if people are using keep trade cut as a baseline here, or even not as long as if you're dealing with somebody who's using this to value their picks, there can, a case can be made that the best strategy every year in dynasty is to trade away your picks. trade away all of them. Yeah. Every year. I think, I think that would work because if you can go out and get Russ for, for the one Oh two, Go do Russell Wilson is not worth because one oh two because listen even Tyreek Hill is is worth about the one oh two on on yeah on keep trade Tyreek Hill is worth he's two worth two first, first. picks yeah Stephon Diggs is worth two first yeah so and in my mind and and Devontae Adams and, is and, the and, oldest of that group and he's worth more than two first round picks yes uh no he's no. not Devontae no, he's Adams not. no he's not no, he's for not. a win now team no. no. No, I made an offer no. today, and it wasn't equivalent to that. No, you serious? Um, it was close. Wow. And, and and we do have to realize that this is opinion, and so we are in our own little echo chamber here, and we're agreeing with each other. And so, value is strictly based on what an individual and what an owner thinks. That's that's the truth. But there's also more of a 
consensus agreement based on educated owners and, and players in Dynasty who say this is what this player is historically worth. And and I and I think we're agreeing. Yes, Tyreek Hill is worth two firsts. Yeah, and, and additionally, and yeah. like there is there is a balance. We're not saying first round picks don't have value at all because that is they don't. You get Najee Harris of and the you NFL. Jonathan Taylor and you get, and you a, get a Jonathan Jamar Taylor Chase. and you get a Jamar Chase. The percentage is probably at best. It's not 50-50. No, it's not. When it comes to long term, it's not. No. So not even, I don't think it's close. No, it's, who, it's who was a lottery in the ticket. first round in twenty twenty one. Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that let question. Me, let me pull I want, that up. I want, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I want to prove my point. Let, let me tell you right because, now. Who because my point round. with this is, and my 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 reasoning to back this up, even if a player does hit, the odds that they're going to climb above what a first rounder first is going to be pick. next yep. year yes. is right. very. Unless it's Jamar Chase. Yes. You guys ready for uh, this? I would say I don't think we need to read it off. I mean, you, well, I want to hear a couple. Yeah. Because okay. I want I want to type it in and compare it to the one hundred and one this year. Okay. Trevor Lawrence going 101. Yes. Okay, no let's, question. Let's stop. He still hasn't let's, proven anything. Let's, let's stop right there. That's an even trade on Keep Trade Cut. Yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. Can, it's he's Next same up. value. But last Kyle year you could have traded... 102. Hang on. Let's, last year I think you could have traded the 101 being Trevor Lawrence and gotten something insane for it. Yeah. And again, we're doing all this just to show the immense inflation like in in yeah <laughs> for first round picks. i think kyle pitts is, is maybe draft. the one guy kyle pitts that you could have made an argument to take in the rookie draft next up yeah zach wilson <laughs> I, okay let's, let's humor let me type this in it's it's not even close justin fields first now yeah keep, keep naming some who's, who's somebody who Trey really Lance. hit this year um Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is he's an he's an outlier though where javante williams okay javante let's do that one javante smith and Jalen Waddle. So, like the biggest flop at the 111 was Trey Sermon. So the 101, you could get Devonta Smith with the 101, and 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 more back according to Keep Trade Cut. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. So use so use last year's pick, but then there's a Trey Sermons of the 111. Well, yeah, that's the 111. Then man. Mac Jones goes the two one. Michael Carter goes the two two. You can get most Bateman of these guys. Goes the two three. Oh my god. Firemuth goes the two four. Terish Marshall goes the two five. <laughs> That's funny. So use your Elijah Moore goes the one seven. Uh, Rondell Moore the one or, or sorry, Elijah Moore goes the two seven. Rondell Moore the two eight. Halt. Amon Ra the two nine. Okay, we're through. We're way past the there guys. You, you can acquire yeah, all those. I'm guys just with showing the all those. Year. Most of those guys on there. Pat Fryermuth, Mac Jones, Elijah Moore, and Amon Ra are probably all worth more than a first. So even this. Use your first rounds this year to, to acquire the guys who hit last year. And the next year, use your first to get the guys. You can you can eliminate your risk with your basic your base. If you're you know basically doing like a uh, a year delayed draft here, if you're using your picks, trading them for the players who hit last year, but you're not really losing any value. You're not saving any money unless you're hitting on a Jamar Chase or something or Justin Jefferson. Yes. But we, the odds of that happening are so low. This is a proven method that wins you fantasy football championships like there's not as there's not near as much risk the picks are overvalued take advantage of it right Right. but there are points where you should be gunning for draft picks and we saw we saw simon do this and there was a lot of discussion between me and him and me and avery too just about what simon was doing because he has seven first round draft picks over the next two years for this this year yeah and three next year this is in one league and as a rebuild team, if you are a garbage team and you have players 
of value. If you have an older guy like Stefan Diggs, yes, you're taking the picks. Yeah. Because Stefan Diggs long-term is going to do nothing for you. It's already going to take you two, three years yep. to be a competitive team. So those draft picks are the way that you build. And the expectation is with those draft picks come some flops. Now, with that in mind, this this is kind of the discussion we were having with Simon. It's, it's all fine and dandy to say that you have seven, eight first-round draft picks over the next two years. I think you're silly if you just sit on those and end up using all of those picks. If you're not working to trade those away, I'm sorry, I think you're crazy. Because... First round picks are lottery tickets. Yeah. If it's a less less than 50% chance that you're going to have a player that booms and not just booms is is semi valuable asset for the next 3 4 5 years, it is a bust and it, they they are of no value. And you you see that with the Trey Sermons, you see that with the Jalen Ragers and dare I even say Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Devin Singletary was being valued at a first round pick even going into last year and look what he's done it's just those types of guys like (laughs) you you hold all the cards it's good to target the draft picks but you hold a lot of the cards when you have those draft picks so I would argue that you shouldn't get rid of them all but you should trade and try to get some younger assets for them as well yeah but let's say you're in a rebuild a lot of a lot of the players you can acquire with draft capital in general are going to be older players let's say i'm trying to move into jalen waddle no one wants just two or three first for jalen waddle they want another young receiver and 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 picks on top right they might want two or three first when you lead up to the rookie draft right now, which is what I've been saying. I think you should trade some of those away once the rookie draft comes because people are going to get overly hype about a player and, and, like Bruce But in Hall. that case, you almost I almost say I'd rather take three shots at another Jalen Waddle than trade for one. Nah, I, I think I think the no, odds I, disagree. I, I think the odds of you hitting there are I'm not even super in, in, I'm not in, even in three shots. Yeah. I, yes. I, I'm not okay, even let's, super let's high look back at receivers Waddle, over the last four or five no, years. No, no, no. I'm not saying, saying give up three first round picks for Waddle because no, no yeah. one's paying that. But, Nobody's paying that. So I think yeah. I think that's I think that's a moot point. But at the same time, uh, a rebuild doesn't always mean uh, build through the draft. Build through the draft. No, it, it might be built through picks, it, which is exactly what well, I did. Might be, you, you I drafted, draft, I drafted draft the picks. 101 through the 103, and then I drafted a bunch and of seconds. traded them all away. And then I rebuilt my team because I traded the picks. Yeah. Simon, it might not be... Literally a ba- within it, a day. It might not be a bad idea for you to move a lot of these picks. And if I were you, I mean... I'm moving a ton of them and I think you could rebuild your team better trading the picks than you could drafting. I think you have a lot better shot. I 100% shot. agree. Yeah. And, and, and listen, and for people, for those of you who have a lot of picks, you're in a good, you're in a good situation. It's how you, if you're going to, but if you're going to take seven first round picks this year, Oh, don't, don't invest that much in one. L- class listen, you one. can, you can use seven, seven first round picks to get 13 solid fantasy players. That's a roster. That's a roster. But you picking seven at this point of the off season, yes, I'd say during the regular season, no. But well, like, no, well, timing, timing's when, everything. Yeah. But if, but you, but honestly, like, if you're looking at trading rookie picks, even right now, I would be holding them, even though I didn't. But I had deals I I couldn't pass up. You really should hold them right before the rookie draft or during the rookie draft. That's when you you hold yeah, hold, them, hold them hold them until they get the, the most value. And then, like I said, you can you if you're drafting seven first round picks, you get seven guys. 
statistics say that maybe half of those will hit. So you are left with really well, what's our definition of hitting? Uh, what you if you compare it to you what you can to be get, a, a, if you can compare it to what you can get for a first round pick a positional one. So do you want a positional one in their category for them to? I'm not looking for hitting? an immediate positional one. I'm looking for. I'm saying. Like for long me, term and dynasty hitting is a long term dynasty. Yep. Yes, and for, and for me, hitting is going to be you get more out of who you picked there than you would have gotten out of who you would have traded for with that pick. Okay, so um, and I think you need about you literally need probably about three to four years to determine if a player is really a hit or not. I think it, I um, think because hit, guys like Baker Mayfield by their fifth year are well, I would say a bust. <laughs> yeah, because they're going in the first I mean, round. Yeah, but, what are the, what are the odds that you get somebody who? hits like Stephon Diggs. They're not great. No. They're, they're not near as good. You can trade for players you know that have almost no risk. You can players proven players that you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we have this discussion all the time. If you are in a, in a trade receiving the draft picks and sending away a proven pr- player, you should be getting overpaid just at, at the very least, just at, at least slightly overpaid because you're sending away the player we already know about, the player that's already proven to be successful in the NFL for a pick or several picks that you don't know about yet. Yeah, yeah and I, I think I think this point about our picks was just proven like literally five minutes ago because Simon, even though he is definitely not trying to win now, he could not turn down this trade. He was offered the 103 and Patterson. That that's he no, was offered I, to give up the one hundred and three in yes. Patterson, and in return he was getting Tyreek Hill. Got Tyreek that Hill. is a yes. robbery because that's well, like a, a triple robbery. But according that's like to you, a just trade mugged someone in an alley and totally beat them and up. Then you stole, you stole their girl. Yes. You took their girl home with because them. because a year ago this is one first in Cordero Patterson for Tyreek Hill, who was worth two or three firsts. I can sell Tyreek Hill. In season for two firsts. Easy. Because that's what he's worth. I'm but t- because it's assigned the value 103, it's it, people are saying it's worth more. Tyreek is 27 years old? Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah no, we're all agreeing there. I don't understand. There. He's all, literally all approaching. Yes. He is technically approaching, approaching the prime, prime of his yep. career. The yes. prime. Yeah, he we're all technically agreeing. has not even reached his prime. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Oh. But so let's I, say, here, can I, can I, the 107. What are you going to trade? So give me a trade target for the 107. And let's say the 107 or the 106. Let's say it's 106 and that's Garrett Wilson. Who are you trading that you think... This uh, Keep trade cuts says I can get a Michael Pittman for the 107. Okay. And I'd rather have Michael Pittman than Michael Garrett Wilson. Michael Pittman 10 times out of 10. And, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Yep. Me too. And then it, you it, might. I know, Simon, you don't like Josh Jacobs as a player. I don't think he's anything special as an NFL player. He's a fantasy, but his fantasy, fantasy production man. is, it, you can't yeah. argue it. And with Mike McDaniels as the new head coach, we all know about Josh how, McDaniels. Yeah. Um, how, did I say Mike? Yes. Yeah. Josh McDaniels. And, and we all know about his usage of Let's running roll backs. That back. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> like to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slash Marquise Brown. Yeah. Um, so. We're here to give you fantasy advice. Here's here, and I think I think we all hold a similar perspective here. Yes. So I think you even do too, even though you have a no, team no, no. Here. I completely agree. If you have these picks, hold these picks until the draft. Trade away your picks. Well, don't again. I, I think let's not deal in absolutes here. You don't have to trade away your picks because, yeah. If you're really trying to get okay, then I'll know. then I'll put a disclaimer. Assuming you get the value that 
some a trade calculator like keep trade cut is valuing picks at you should be trading those picks now if you have somebody who's not valuing picks that high then you need to be more careful if you've got somebody who's you know offering you the 107 for a player like i don't know uh kenny galladay or something it's probably better to keep which is where it should you know be valued it's probably better to just take the pick but at the same time under the right set of circumstances and most of the time these circumstances are right and they fall in line for people it is wise to rebuild your team if you have picks by trading the picks and putting together a solid roster you really really can eliminate a lot of risk by doing that you can take away any potential chance that you are going to be drafting somebody who doesn't hit and you can also get multiple players back for one first Yes, and this again, this does not mean that you have to give up every single first round pick that you've acquired when you're rebuilding. If you really, really, really believe in one or two players in the rookie draft, go get them if you're able to. But don't if put your whole a, faith yes. in an entire class. Yeah, don't turn down a steal trade offer for a player that you really like. Let's. Right. I mean, for instance, earlier on Reddit, I saw someone getting DK Metcalf for the 105. Just straight up, the 105. That's criminal. It's awful. Do you think Drake London's going to be better than DK Metcalf? Let's say Drake London's going to the 105. No, I personally don't. I know people are really high. They get really high on these prospects, but I will take even DK Metcalf, who who we all agree have been disappointed by. I mean, he's he's not amazing as we were all as a lot of people were thinking he was a year ago. But I, I will take him over. But he's solid. Yeah, and he's exactly. Startable. And we already almost know, every week. We already know who yeah, he I'm is. starting him every week. We already yes. know who he is. Yep. No, we agree yeah. here. Okay, so I think we're pretty much, I mean, we, we've pretty much covered everything we want to, um, but I do have one more thing that I want to uh, just touch on very briefly okay. with you guys, and this is kind of a question for you two. I know kind of where I stand on this, but at what point are you guys starting to look um, at redrafting players in the rookie draft let's let's assume this is a four round rookie draft where do you start redrafting i mean it really does depend on the depth of the class if you have a really deep class like 2023 or even 2024 by the way i'm just telling you guys now might want to hang on to those 2024 picks too because that's a pretty good class but if you have a deep class like that you may be still taking rookies in the third round it's not always going to switch over to veteran i mean so people value the first two rounds you know significantly higher than the third fourth and i do too i think anything out you know behind well, a, of course behind a do, second yeah. is, no, you're right is, is is but but there is you know there are circumstances and there are plenty i mean there's more than there's more than 24 prospects that i have down that are interesting to me so you know if i'm you know in the third round of this and i'm looking and i'm like okay i could draft you know who's a good who's somebody who's a redraft player right now mm, Corey davis i could draft Corey davis here or i could take a, a take a shot at this receiver i've watched film on him from wherever the heck and Brian Edwards. you'll take uh you're gonna we'll, we'll take the dart throw that's six years younger yeah you'll take yeah. the dart throw it's the same it's the opposite of what we're telling you with the early picks with the late picks you have somebody who in the nfl who you know who has been in the nfl and hasn't done anything yeah and you have somebody who actually has a shot then yeah th- there's more usually more risk involved with unsuccessful nfl players and, and betting that they're going to break out than taking a, a chance on a rookie who you don't know anything about because rookies do get picked in the third round of these drafts and they are productive and they do i mean some people Elijah are mitchell just, yep that's exactly yeah you're, you're yeah, exactly he right. went late third round yeah. yeah but also that's that's where i usually envision and see redraft beginning is the third round which is why i think all of us sort of find the third round 
like when it comes unappealing and for trades negligible because at that point you're just recycling players that have already been dropped off rosters i think i think if it's a if it's a shallow draft class i think you're maybe starting to get into redraft territory early third of the second into the second into the second to the mid third somewhere in there and if it's a deep draft class you could go anywhere from mid second to you could you could be drafting rookies all the way through the third round yeah i think the fourth round is where you consensus like that's i see that happening actually yeah i do too so um like i said we think we think picks are misappropriately valued um use that to your advantage use that use that to make your fantasy team better and take it with a grain of salt and take it with a grain of salt yes we we are idiots uh we know nothing yep so tell us where we're wrong tell us where we're wrong um roast us do they still say that yeah i don't know yeah, I don't yeah, know you're but you know, but you know what you know what I mean. Just you can you can do whatever you want. We know that everything we say is not right, and this is kind of a, a different perspective on rookie drafts. Um, but we're willing to stand by it. And like I said, we're here to tell you things that you're not going to hear everywhere else. Because what would be the fun of doing a podcast if you're just hearing the same thing over yep. and over? So, yeah, uh, I, I, this has been a really good discussion. Uh, I'm glad we got to talk about this. There's been a lot of trades um, with rookie drafts. I know rookie drafts are getting dealt like crazy right now in every league um but that is going to do it for this week and just a little plug here uh like i said we're going to be at the combine this week we're going to be back next week uh and we're going to have a combine breakdown it's going to be awesome so please feel free to join us and uh wherever you're listening if you feel like you know this might be a solid podcast and maybe i like this podcast do us a favor give us a rating give us a five-star rating and if you don't like the podcast then don't but we don't care we're not going to beg for your vote i'm just saying it is nice when people rate us, right? It, it feels yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It so great. We value you like everyone's it, opinions. Give us a rating. You're just literally pressing a button, but we're not going to beg you for it. We don't really care. So uh, we're going to be back next week. We're talking combine. We're talking rookies. The off season continues. The dynasty season continues. Thanks for joining us. This has been Dynasty Domain. <laughs>